Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And here's a successful entrepreneur who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. And listen to my shows on all the podcast platforms, such as Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and please subscribe too. Okay, success squad, before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from Future on having your own personal trainer available when you're ready to work out. Yeah, I said when you are ready to work out. It's an amazing detailed program. So perfect for you. Stay tuned for more. And coming up is a significant message from Zoho CRM, who provides a CRM that caters to businesses of all sizes and has an AI-powered sales assistant who can help you stay on top of your leads and deals. And stay tuned for a message from LinkedIn on how the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. Hey, I said huge. Do listen for that. More info on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. Let's see what we can learn today. Here's some info on Nicholas. He began his career selling newspapers in the streets of Paris in high school studied math at Ecole Polytechnique, and then received his MBA from Stanford GSB. He started and sold three tech companies with up to 65 employees and $11 million in revenue. And he also ran sales for a $2 billion telecom firm, negotiating billion-dollar deals with companies like Google. At the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over, so stay tuned for that. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Nicholas. So great to have you on board with us today. I'm delighted to be here. Nicholas, you've done so much in B2B sales. We have a large audience, entrepreneurs, small business owners. We definitely are all ears in wanting to know the secret to closing in B2B sales. But before you give us your secrets, Nicholas, we'd love to know, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? I'm a serial entrepreneur, I guess what you could call it. I've done several companies and several exits. I do have a passion for sales. I actually started uh, selling newspapers in Paris when I was 17. I was still a student. And um, at the time, I uh, outperformed everybody else, uh, something like four to one, how many newspapers I sold. So um, early on, I thought there's something special about the sales that I love and I'm good at. I later went to study science and computer science at the Ecole Polytechnique in Paris. I came to the U.S. to do uh, my MBA at Stanford. And when I was at Stanford, I was fortunate to, um, it was in the mid-90s, to be introduced to Steve Jobs. So Steve came to talk to us. At the time, he was um, running a company called Next. And people would kid that it's going next to nowhere because uh, he was struggling with it. And, and yet, listening to him was so inspiring that... Um, at the end of the evening, I think I figured this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be a tech entrepreneur. I want to be uh, like these guys, uh, inventing solutions, building companies. And that's what I've been doing pretty much ever since. That's quite amazing. What an honor to have actually 
met with Steve Jobs and gotten some of his vision. And I'm certain, as you've just mentioned, that it's rubbed off on you. So that is the genesis, Nicholas, of when you got the vision for your current success? No, that took many more years, many more years. So when, when I finished, there was something uh, ironic in my fate is that when I graduated from uh, Stanford in 1995, I uh, met John Scully, the very person who had fired Steve Jobs, and I got into business with John Scully. So it's just chance that uh, it, it happened. Uh, we started doing a first company. Um, you could call it Photoshop for Dummies. It was the early days of digital imaging, and we invented this um, super easy-to-use software to help people play with their photos, a bit like Instagram uh, just 20 years earlier. <laughs> So we built that business and, and we generated $6 million in revenue the first year. And I, I closed more than half of that uh, myself. We were selling, uh, bundling our software with computers and printers uh, with companies like Compaq and H. Hewlett Packard. So that was my, my first company. Um, it was in San Francisco in the late 90s. Then I did another company in e-commerce, uh, in 98 to 2000. And so it's a long path to what I'm, I'm doing today. But um, the current company, Chili Piper, is the first time when I'm able to combine these, uh, my two passions. So this passion for sales that I developed very early on in, in my career and this passion for entrepreneurship and, and tech, building tech companies. So um, we started Chili Piper in early 2016, we actually started a, a company earlier than that. I think we're going to talk about it uh, in the same space. But it, it took me a long time to be able to get these two passions together. That's quite something. What is the purpose? Because behind this, there's this drive. You've had multiple companies. You've done amazing with them. What's the passion? What's Nicholas all about? Uh, it is... Um sense of creating something from scratch and um, building a new solution, a new product and impacting the life of others in a very positive way. That's, that's uh, the thing that I find so fascinating about uh, entrepreneurship in general and tech entrepreneurship in, in particular. I had jobs before, but, uh, but uh, I've never felt the same satisfaction as when I can just start something from scratch and build something and, and deliver products to the markets that... Uh, make users happy. That's what's uh, driving me. And the current solution is um, uh, focused on salespeople. So we, we, tra I'm tra we are building tools that help them do their jobs. The idea is that uh, I was running a sales team for a friend of mine. I was helping a friend of mine um, in, in, in around 2012. And um, I looked at the tools that the, were available to us salespeople mostly Salesforce and some other things. And I thought this is going to be uh, changing dramatically in the coming years. Uh, you think things like the iPhone that makes everything so easy and the life of the salespeople was just so uh, full of uh, administrative tasks and things that they shouldn't have to do. And I thought with the advancing computers, this is going to change and I want to be uh, at the forefront of that change. So that's when I decided to start a new company uh, focusing on uh, what's called sales tech, so technology for salespeople. You know, Nicholas, I've done a lot of sales. I've written a couple books on sales and marketing. 
I have not been in the corporate world heavily for at least a good decade. And no offense to anything, just back then, the various softwares that existed just didn't do anything for me. And we're going to go into what you do. I tried Salesforce. I've tried Act. I've tried Goldmine. I've tried so many. And none of them did what they needed to do for me as a salesperson. So what I did, Nicholas, was I just took a good old-fashioned spreadsheet and I put everything on it. Everything. People to call, prospects, everything. And, you know, it worked so well. I was so detailed, focused on it, that in a six-month period, I uh, I was doing a um, helping a an insurance tech startup, and I raised $3.25 million from just using that spreadsheet because nothing else seemed to work. Now, that was, you know, a decade or two ago. Now it's a whole different story. Now we have chili pepper. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we really needed it. And it's and, and I just wanted to mention to the audience, you and you saw the need for something like this and you developed something amazing, which I'm looking at it now and I'm going, Boy, could I have used this back then? Yeah, exactly right. Um uh, there's even a cartoon, a joke about uh, this uh, IT guy who can, hey, I come to see how CRM is helping you. And the other guy answers, uh, oh, it's great. Uh, now I um, uh, still have my spreadsheet, but now in addition, I have to upload my spreadsheet into the CRM. And it's exactly how it feels. It feels like it was a, it's a tool for management to know what's happening, but it doesn't help salespeople. I had uh, somebody on my team uh, who actually was even older fashion, and he had all his deals on a whiteboard and he would just update arrays and update the deals on a daily basis on his, on his whiteboard, uh, with a good old fashioned marker. And the thinking is, um, as I said, nowadays with the, all this new technology on the iPhone and, on, on the artificial intelligence, there's got to be tools that can help salespeople do their job as opposed to, uh, be a, a burden on them. So that's, that's, the very reason why uh, I started this new company. Well, you know, Nicholas, back then, if whiteboards were big enough, I would have put everything on there because here's what, here's what I like about it, Nicholas. I'm talking my old sales. So like I'm the dinosaur in the room. Okay. I get that. But you could see everything at a glance. It, there was nothing hiding. And the one thing that I did not like about any of the applications coming, besides the fact that they were cumbersome, and you really had to study and take classes and how to use this and how to do that. And, oh, forget it if something was updated because then it, all the buttons changed or where you were going. But the thing is, you would have to still move it out of the way, minimize it, put it somewhere to do your work, and all that would disappear. So as you've heard, out of sight, out of mind, you kind of forget where you go. So for me, that spreadsheet was always on my screen I knew who I had to call, when I had to call, what was going on, who to email, and it was always immediately there. So I really like that system. You're going to have to convince me. I'm just uh, 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 Yes, that's right. I know, I know the bar is high with the spreadsheets, yeah. <laughs> We're, so for any of us uh, dinosaurs in the audience that love spreadsheets, you know, let's, um, let's, let's go into this a bit, little bit. This is The Secret to Closing in B2B Sales with Nicholas Vandenberg, and you can find him at chilipiper.com. I'm going to spell that chili. We know, yes, that's the red hot one. C-H-I-L-I. Piper is P-I-P-E-R.com. Chilipiper.com. You know what, Nicholas, this may be out of sync or out of order, but 
How did Chili Piper, which I really love the name, how did you come up with that name and why a chili? So we were looking for a name that tied back to Pipeline. And uh, I had seen this beautiful commercial for the Champagne Piper Heidsack. And the tagline was, he who pays the piper called the tune. And I thought, wow, that's a powerful statement, he who pays the piper. And thinking, piper, that's a good word to uh, think of pipeline. And then we came up with this play on words, chili pepper, chili piper, and uh, chili hot, hot pipeline. And thinking, yes, this is it, we're going to call it chili piper. And, and people would wonder why, and they would ask us the question, and we'd tell them, with chili piper, your pipeline is going to get hot. <laughs> I love it. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. With you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey guys, if you're anything like me, you've spent a lot of time trying out different fitness routines. I have, no matter what I've tried, I always felt like the workouts were, well, too generic and didn't address my personal needs or too strenuous or not right, you know, like the Goldilocks story. This porridge is too hot. This one's too cold. This one's just right. You know, I I wanted my exercises to fit me and my goals, but I didn't want to spend the money for an expensive personal trainer. That's when I decided to give Training with Future a try. I signed up and Ryan is an amazing personal coach. They're all great. He is on me. He understands when I'm in the studio and I can't work out. He gives me great training. And are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. I work out and exercise when I want, on my time, when I can do it. Every couple days, I'm in there doing my best, trying to work out. And my goals, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm making my goals. I'm impressed that the workouts are always really moderate. They weren't too easy and they weren't too tough. Ryan really understands me at tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. He really knows about me. He understands my goals, what I'm trying to do. He knows that I'm really busy in the studio all the time. And I cannot stress enough that this has changed me. Hey guys, Future pairs you up with one of their world-class trainers and coaches to create a personalized workout plan tailored specifically to your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress. Your coach checks in with you daily to keep you on track, sending texts, making adjustments on your routine, and following your progress logged on your Apple Watch. Dig this. You don't have an Apple Watch? No problem. When you sign up to train with Future, they send you everything you need, including an Apple Watch. I love it. Hey guys, don't overpay for a trainer. Get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals and take your trainer with you wherever you go with Future. Sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's T-R-Y-F-U-T-U-R-E dot com slash 
D-U-R-S-O. And get your first two weeks with your personal trainer for $1. That's one buck. That's tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O for two weeks for only $1. Tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Most recently in 2016, Nicholas co-founded his fourth startup and presently is the CEO of the SAS firm Chili Piper, a pioneer in buyer enablement. The company is fully distributed, leveraging global talent with employees in 28 cities in 14 countries. All right, and now back to the chat with Nicholas. Nicholas, let's get into your vision path here. As mentioned earlier, you've had a couple of companies and what is interesting, it doesn't make sense at first look, one of your businesses had to do a major rebrand and pivot because two competitors were bought by Salesforce. So can you explain what was that all about and explain the whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it was I started in 2013 uh, with this idea that uh, I was going to build uh, tools for salespeople. And just like you and I discussed the First problem salespeople have is the CRM, right? It's supposed to help them and actually, uh, is a burden on them. And the reason it's a burden is because they have to update it, uh, every week to make their management happy. So I thought I'm first going to solve this problem. I'm going to do a smart intelligence service that goes into salespeople's emails, contacts, calendar, phone automatically find the information and put it in the CRM so that the CRM is kept up to date and they don't have to do anything. We started this project, I hired a team, and um, it turned out that uh, as we were getting closer to uh, launching the solution, two other companies had the same idea at the same time, uh, one in Israel and the other one in San Francisco. And um, I figured, well, you know, good ideas happen often at the same time independently and that's fair enough, we'll compete. But then some VP at Salesforce decided to buy that one of the companies, the one based in Israel, for about 30 million. And then a few months later, Mark Benioff, the founder of uh, Salesforce, decided to buy the other company in San Francisco for $390 million. Uh, the company it was about three or four years old, uh, they were a bit ahead of me, for $390 million. So I, feel, I felt, well, the good news is that uh, the idea was good and there was real value. Uh, the bad news is that now my number one partner, the CRM for which um, I built this solution, has bought my two competitors and, and can offer that solution. So there was a bit of soul searching at that time. What do we do? I had some uh, smart angel investors who told me you can't build a business assuming that Salesforce is going to screw up $400 million worth of acquisition. So that's when we, we rebranded. So the Chili Piper, uh, name came at that time, we, we say, okay, let's just go uh, and find another angle. There are so many things that can be done to help us before. Let's find another thing. And when we came up with this uh, scheduling, so meetings are, uh, you know, the, the, the lifeblood of, of, of sales, right? It's all about getting this initial meeting, then getting the next meeting and, and keep influencing uh, the prospect through these discussions. 
So we figure that we, um, by helping salespeople get meetings more easily, we would uh, solve uh, an important pain point. And um, we found that there was a, a, a big problem that all these companies had, um, and sometimes they were not aware of it, and that was around what's called the inbound process. So the inbound process is a fancy word to say people come to your website and they ask to talk to you. So currently when a prospect comes to a website for a B2B company, that prospect is going to fill a form, click submit and get a thank you page that say thank you somebody is going to call you and then the prospect is left wondering well, who is going to call me and when right and companies lose typically more than half of their prospect that way so you, you this prospect asks to be contacted and yet they never end up being contacted because the process is broken there's a delay in, in when companies call them and by then they've disappeared so we built an intelligent solution to solve that problem. It's a little piece of code that uh, gets into uh, the web page. And when the form is submitted, we automatically take the data to qualify the prospect, make sure it's a prospect worthy of a meeting. Then we find the rep that should take that call. We dial the rep. We dial back the prospect. We put them in touch immediately. And if the rep is not available, then we can retrieve the rep's calendar and and let the prospect book a time that's convenient for that prospect. And when we did that, we found that companies uh, went from conversion rates around uh, 40%, as I mentioned, which means that they lose more than half their pipeline, to conversion rates around 70 or 80%, so double. Uh, basically, most of these prospects who ask for a meeting actually get the meeting or get the call and engage with the company. So that's the solution we launched with. Uh, um, it's... it's um, relatively easy to sell because uh, doubling the inbound pipeline goes directly to the top line, right? You just increase revenue. So it's not one of these tools that say, oh, yeah, it makes me feel better or it helps with culture. It's just straight to the revenues. Uh, we've been very successful at that. We've, we've doubled year over year. And now we're expanding uh, to um, an even more ambitious uh, solution. We have launched last a couple of weeks ago, we launched the uh, what we call collaborative inbox. So it's an email client, just like uh, Outlook or Gmail, except it's designed for salespeople and it helps their life. And the way it helps them is by letting them see what other people on their teams have uh, discussed with their prospects. So often in sales, more than one person is going to be involved, right? You're going to have the prospector, then uh, an account manager, then an account executive. So all these people need to collaborate around uh, closing a deal, and that's exactly what we enable with our collaborative inbox. It's a very um, very intuitive, very friend, uh, user-friendly solution for salespeople to do their job uh, more easily. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but I also want to comment on what you were just saying, Nicholas, because if I go back in time, I'm just drooling at what you said that you can do. And I hope that the entrepreneurs and the businessmen in the audience really, really check this out or play it back. It's absolutely amazing. Back then, the time period I was talking about or just afterwards, I was selling a lot of leads and I was doing not quite a million a year in sales of leads. Just my own share, my own take. And, you know, it's, it's it's good, but I had to search for everything. I had to get everything. I had to go out there. I had my spreadsheet, right? Mm. If I had your system that 
pulled that prospect and looked at my calendar and started setting up meetings for me. Nicholas, I tell you, I would be dangerous back then. That's amazing stuff. It is. It is amazing. The results we're getting are amazing. That's definitely a, a powerful way to use more modern technology to um, improve the experience for everybody. So the people get more meetings, but the prospect has a much better experience too. Because he's, he's no longer, he or she is no longer left wondering who's going to call me. They get uh, instantly uh, in contact with the right people. Well, today, especially when a prospect is hot and he's searching on the internet for something, take me. I search for something, I'm looking for it, and I get this, okay, you know, we'll get back with you, which I think is a cute little app. And I think you've mentioned this earlier. I'm just going to hazard a guess, maybe 50% of the time or so. Nobody gets back with me, Nicholas. Nobody at all. And, you know, I'll I'll be surfing and searching and looking for others. I'm still hot to buy something, whatever it is I'm buying. And I'll keep going until I find someone that's available and is ready because I've got this, you know, I want to get it done. Now, if I had made a schedule or an appointment or a calendar date, I would be satisfied with that. And then I'd be free to go somewhere else. But it's that missing link, let's call it, that will also be another good name for, for your company or a sub-product. It was that missing link that keeps that buyer's level's interest because after a while, it just fades. Cause, and as well, it goes somewhere else. That's exactly right. That's right. Now, let's get into that inbox. We talked a little bit about it. And so this software will read my inbox. We'll find out people that want to communicate with me, people that are ready and is it is there an AI interface in this that that responds in course and uh, communicates with the prospect? Uh, no, Tony. No, nobody can uh, respond as is in such inspired fashion as you can. So we don't want to re- replace you in in, uh, in the response in the emails you send. <laughs> we, want to, we want to make sure that it's authentic from Tony. It doesn't come from a robot that pretends to be Tony. I like that. Uh, I like that already because when I get robots like on you know other places, it's like you can tell right away it's not it's not syncing or engaging with what you want. That's very good. All right, so you passed the first step with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what it does is it, it, it uh, helps, um, as I mentioned, teams work together. So typically. Uh, Nowadays, sales has become more specialized and um, companies hired what they call sales development reps to do the prospecting. Prospecting. They found that more junior people can uh, be on the phone and email, send a lot of emails and try to engage with companies. And once that has happened, then they'll move to more experienced people to do the job of closing, right? Which is something we're going to talk about, the, the, what's called the closers. And then it's not finished because um, typically nowadays companies are uh, subscription businesses and they have to renew the business the year after, right? So there's a, a new persona who's going to get involved, could be called customer success, could be called account management, after a year to renew the business and continue the re- relationship. So you get these different people involved with an account and they all need to know what has been discussed, where things stand, and how things are happening. In addition, they often have um, questions. So in real terms, a, uh, a customer may ask or a prospect may ask, hey, do you your integrate with uh, Microsoft Outlook, right? And you need to have the answer quickly. So what we've built is this um, inbox where you can see 
other people's emails that have been sent to your accounts and other people can see the emails that have been sent to the same accounts and then you can have an instant message to ask questions around it but directly in your inbox. So um, that's that the, the uh, ability to have a full, informa- a full information about the accounts you're working with and be able to chat with others around it and, and get the best uh, response. Another uh, aspect to it is for management, so sales management, they can see what their reps um, doing, they can see what they've said correctly, what they may, may, what they could do better, and they're able to coach them because they have direct access to all the communication that's in exchange. So that's, that's what we launched. It's actually, if you think of it, it's a very simple idea to be able to, to have access to all, all this communication and be able to chat around it. Um, it was just, uh, uh, an ambitious project because we had to rebuild an email client to do that. So rebuild all the features that you get in Outlook or in Gmail to, to really make it, uh, at the level where users w- would actually, uh, enjoy, uh, and have all the features they need. That's brilliant stuff, Nicholas. This is the Tony Dearso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, this time of year is all about reflecting on the year that's passed and strategizing for the year ahead. What will your big change be in 2020? If you're looking for a new software that becomes part of your business rather than dictate processes, I suggest you try Zoho CRM. This can mean the difference between making your business goals and not. And you know I talk a lot about the vision path, making your goals, making your objectives, And the year has just started, guys. You've got a whole year ahead of you, and you can make a huge difference with Zoho CRM. Check this out. Zoho CRM caters to businesses of all sizes, guaranteeing shorter sales cycles and higher customer retention rates. The software gives you complete visibility and control over your customer's life cycle and equips you to connect with your customers across every channel. Zoho is the only vendor that provides a CRM system that's part of an ecosystem of 40 integrated business apps. It also offers integrations with over 300 of the most popular apps on the market. That is incredible. So hey, if you're struggling to nurture lasting customer relationships, Zoho could be the answer. 50 million users worldwide think so too. And Zoho CRM has Zia, an AI-powered sales assistant who can help you stay on top of your leads and deals. She can talk, listen, take notes, send reminders, and more. I sure could have used that when I was heavy in sales. I know I would have doubled my sales back then. All right, here we go. While change is inevitable, it can be comfortable with Zoho CRM. Sign up with Zoho CRM in two easy steps. First, visit zohocrm.com Tony. 
That's Z-O-H-O-C-R-M dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Zohocrm dot com slash Tony. And then hit the sign up button. It's as simple as it sounds. Start your free trial by clicking the button on the same page. You'll also be happy to know that Zoho CRM offers a version that's completely free. Okay, guys, sign up with Zoho, the world's favorite CRM. ZohoCRM.com slash Tony. Okay, guys, check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. All right, and now back to the chat with Nicholas. Let's talk about the salesperson. You have so much experience with sales, so I'd love to get your point of view. What makes a great salesperson? Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a very uh, difficult uh, question. That there is um, also the um, importance of context, right? So, so I do believe that uh, the question has to be segmented in a way and, and asking more details. So a, a great salesperson on the very transactional sales may not be a great salesperson on the more enterprise sales. So you have, we have to bear that in mind. Uh, there, there are different profiles. The transactional sales, uh, I've got to say that energy uh, and, and activity uh, goes a very long way. So when I was selling newspapers in the street of Paris, uh, you know, people say, how did you sell so much more? Well, uh, I worked harder. I moved to places where, where there was a lot of traffic. I, I talked to everybody I saw. So just the fact that there was a, a, a very high activity took me a long way towards uh, selling a lot more. And then, and then there was this uh, enthusiasm that uh, I conveyed when I was just uh, talking to everybody and uh, about why they should buy this newspaper. That is a very different um, approach from the enterprise sales. So when I um, started my career uh, after college, I actually went into management consulting and uh, I worked for a spin-off of the Boston Consulting Group. And um, two years into it, I jumped from analyst to associate and, and I got assigned to the second largest bank in the UK. And I managed to convince uh, the executive team to buy uh, this assignment from us for uh, $200,000 at the time. And that sale was very different from my newspapers. So uh, then you wonder, well, how, how did I manage to, to do that sale? It was very much um, a combination of uh, the ability to identify what's called the champion. So the person who is most motivated to make things change and is going to be able to do the work internally to sell the projects and that, that ability to, to, to sense the champion and, and the motivation behind the champion is, uh, in my opinion, the critical part of the uh, enterprise sales. So it's, it's spotting who is going to do it, what motivates them and how to uh, present your solution so that that person is exactly the thing they need. So that's the first part of the sales. The second part is now the champion has to convince everybody internally that that really they should go ahead with that solution. So there's a bit of a cheerleading uh, aspect to do. We have to, to 
mentor or the champion to make sure that uh, he or she is able to uh, influence everybody else. So that's more, more akin to a project management. So you have to be very disciplined on, on making sure there's always the next step, making sure that everybody has the information they need, making sure that uh, whoever needs, needs to be involved in the process has been involved and, and has all, all the content they need. So as you can see, the answer to your question is, is, is nuanced, but um, if I go with this uh, enterprise sales, is, is these two skills, in my view, are the most important skills. It is this ability to spot how to motivate, identify the champion and motivate the champion, and then execute in a very disciplined way uh, the follow-up to make sure that uh, all the steps are, are achieved to the closing line. Nicholas, that's very accurate and a very sophisticated definition. I'm going to give you my old school dinosaur definition here. He who talks the most gets the sale. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, folks. But it has some truth to it because sales is based upon communication and Chili Piper really creates and, and allows that communication to happen. The little joking aside, Nicholas, you ran your company, you started your company, and in nine months you were profitable. What's your strategy for for bootstrapping a company and getting it profitable right away? We, um, sometimes I say we cheated. Uh, uh, You sure you want to tell people on radio? (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice cheat. Often, startups struggle with what's called product market fit which is uh, you build a product and then you wonder if the market is going to uh, want that product. We actually did it the other way. We asked a whole bunch of companies what problem they have and we found a company that said, I have this problem uh, around scheduling in our process and I'll pay you $20,000 if you can build a solution to solve that problem. So before we signed the contract and took the $20,000 up front, we went to other companies and said, hey, do you have the same problem? And we found a dozen companies that did. So by the time um, we actually worked on coding the solution, A, we already had this $20,000 prepayment, and B, we already know that a dozen companies had the same problem. So it took us four to five months to build the product. We cashed in the R20K. Then we went to these other companies. It took us another three to four months to sell to them. And by uh, nine months into it, we, we were cash positive. We did that with a small team. We didn't need um, any marketing budget or anything. We could just identify the companies we were going after and sell to them directly. I actually sold the first million dollars of revenue myself in the company because we just went after these uh, clearly identified companies. We knew they had the problem and we just uh, closed all these deals. Brilliant and amazing. Nicholas, is that part of your bullseye marketing strategy? Yes, that's exactly right. So the, the, we, we did something um, additional to this strategy. We didn't just go after any company that had a problem. We, we identified the company that are the most influential in the industry. The bullseye strategy comes from... Uh, the world of fashion. So in the early uh, 2000, when uh, Louis Vuitton, the luxury company came to the US, they, they were doing about $100 million in revenues and they wanted to expand uh, fast. Five years later, they were running at $2 billion uh, in revenues a year. And the way they did it is that they, they targeted um, the celebrities 
as the center of the, the, the bullseye and got them to carry Louis Vuitton bag and wear Louis Vuitton clothes. When they had that, they organized uh, parties in big cities with what they would call at the time socialites. So people were photographed in the press and also got them to wear Louis Vuitton and carry Louis Vuitton bag. So by then, everybody in the press could see that the people they looked up to were carrying Louis Vuitton bags and, and wearing Louis Vuitton clothes. And from there, it expanded like, like wildfire. So we wanted to do something similar in our tech space. Uh, we went after companies that were the most influential, that is companies that were the hardest to get. So for example, one of our first customers was uh, Square, the payment company. Um, it's a very highly respected company and that um, everybody looks up to when it comes to uh, technology. And by having them as customer, it helped us uh, build credibility and, and word of mouth around it. And we, so we had a very concerted effort to go after these most visible, most influential companies. And from there, the things spread uh, and the information spread in concentric circles around all these other companies uh, um, about our solution. Those are still great strategies today and very good on how you guys took care of that. Excellent. Nicholas, your product is international. It, it, it goes everywhere in the world. Right. And the world keeps changing. Cultures are changing. Thoughts are changing. On prevailing interests are changing. Let's go into and maybe comment upon the sales and how sales and buyers how that actually changes and how you can address the needs, especially when you span across different countries. One of the something um, quite fascinating happening in the world right now is that uh, the differences among countries are getting smaller and smaller. I remember at the time of the dot-com uh, boom, Europe was about six to nine months behind the U.S. So when the U.S. started uh, using the Internet, there was almost no internet in Europe. And then it took about nine to 12 months maybe to, to catch up. And when there was this dot bomb in 2000 in the US, European investors continued investing as if they hadn't seen the memo, right? And it took again nine to 12 months until they realized that there was a problem and the same thing happened. Nowadays, things are completely different. Uh, Pretty much every country has access to the same information. Players have access to the same uh, tools. And so the world is much more similar from one place to the other. And so what we're finding is that we have interest. For example, our solution is used uh, in Brazil, in Japan, in Italy, in all these places because they have the same problem and they're now aware of the same solutions. So it's it's a very different uh, world. I actually love it. I think it's a... I'm a big believer in citizens of the world. And actually, at Chili Pepper, we made the decision when we started the company to be fully distributed. So right now, we have uh, 40 employees in uh, 30 different cities and in 14 different countries. And the logic is we think there are smart people everywhere in the world. These people um, are talented, and we want to have access to them. We don't want to be restricted to hiring people just in the city where we are when there are so many other cities where there are smart people. So we went ahead with this uh, strategy. We built the tools internally to make sure we are able to work remotely and, and collaborate uh, without being in the same room, which we do very successfully. And we've been able to get people from Brazil, Argentina, 
Bulgaria, all sorts of uh, other countries that uh, you wouldn't think of, um, like Slovakia, uh, Cyprus, and and yet they're um, super talented people uh, working there. Brilliant, brilliant strategy, and a great comment on on the world and and how it's it's more or less unifying very rapidly into some things, some things not, but some things yes. Very good. Uh, you, you, you're referring to the food when you say something less? Because <laughs> it's the case that the food is still quite different. <laughs> well, you would think the food is still different. I mean, you know, in England, the, the biggest food now is what? Chicken curry. It's an Indian dish. Right. So right, food right. changes, you know, no, I don't, I'm sure there's places in Europe that make a great hot dog. In fact, pasta, when I'm in Italy, I don't, the Italian food is different unless I'm in Sicily, but, but because in the United States and other parts of the world, the food is better. So I think food has really changed radically. And uh, I think part of that also depends on the chef and the caliber of the chef. And it just depends where they are. But I've seen so many changes. That's true. Well, you know, the same thing with chefs, there are talented chefs uh, everywhere. It used to be that uh, all the three-star Michelin chefs were in France. Uh, and now you have uh, talented people uh, everywhere. So these uh, chefs in, in Asia or, or in the US have uh, achieved uh, an unbelievable level uh, that you would have never thought uh, even 10 years ago. It's true. And, you know, it, this was true a couple of years back. I don't know anymore. But, I mean, of all the places I've been in the world, every single place in France, I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's a truck stop, a hole in the wall. The food is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And in Italy, everywhere you go, even the truck stops, the coffee, the espresso is the best you ever had. That's right. That's right. <laughs> People focus on uh, what's important to them, yeah. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, hiring the right people is one of the best ways to help grow your business. But it shouldn't take time away from your other priorities. With LinkedIn Jobs, it doesn't have to. I'm in their website right now looking at the LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Job seekers, if you're looking for a job, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to see that there's millions of jobs on LinkedIn and they can help you find your job so that you don't have to go through a million. So you click on find your job and go through search criteria and so forth and you immediately can come up with jobs that fit your type of description 
that are good for you in your area. Really nice there. And for businesses, if you have a role to fill, LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right person for your company fast. There's a button there, post a job now. And the first thing you see is that you can reach the quality candidates you can't find anywhere else. You put in your job title, you put in your address or city, you can go to your profile on LinkedIn and you just, boom, start a job post. It's just that simple. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Hey guys, find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash Tony. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Tony to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. The Chili Piper scheduling platform is used by Intuit, Square, Twilio, and more than 300 companies worldwide for multiple use cases. And now back to the chat with Nicholas. Well, let's uh, let's see now. Where are you looking to go in the next couple of years? What's the future hold for Chili Piper? We see a huge opportunity in helping salespeople uh, do their job. Uh, that uh, Corona TV inbox is just the beginning. We are rebuilding their calendar. We are rebuilding, uh, as I mentioned, the scheduling. So we um, there's a company in our space called HubSpot, and and they decided to reinvent marketing. And it took them a while, but by now they're a publicly traded company. They have about five hundred million dollars in revenues and eight eight billion dollars in, in market cap, and. That's our ambition. We want to do the same thing for sales, sales tech and salespeople. And we, we see that the, the market is at least as big and we have a lot of good ideas. So that's the journey we're on. We're going to keep our eye on you, on uh, Chili Piper and you and, and see about that. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. There needs to be a leader in this area and it's open for you if you guys can step up to the challenge. That's exactly right. Nicholas, any personal habits that contribute to your vision success and help make you and Chili Piper what they are today? Uh, I think I have a big belief in uh, helping people and identifying their talent, what they're good at, and, and making sure that I put them in the right position. So that is something that worked really well for me. We, we uh, achieved a bootstrap, so we were able to grow our revenues without, without uh, funding. And we did that by having every person in the right position in the company doing their best and doing a really good job. A bit like a 
coach in a soccer team, right? The, you want to make sure that the, you have the, the right middle fielders, you have the right the right people in front, the right people in the back, and that that is uh, a habit I have. As 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 soon as we start hiring people, I, I need to look at exactly what talent does that person have and what is the best position for that person, and making sure that they're happy and, and then help them grow. That uh, goes a very long way in, in uh, the entrepreneurial world. Yes, it does. Very good. And lastly, are there any great resources that you'd like to share with our audience? You've mentioned a couple things. We have a, a mix from solopreneur all the way, you know, small business owners. There are corporate executives. What are some great resources that you believe would really help everyone? There's this uh, book that I read recently called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's actually um, about negotiation, but almost every tip is um, applicable to sales, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a really, really good way. The way it's approached is a a really uh, deep understanding of human beings and how to influence them. I actually think that it's even uh, applicable to family life for how you approach the the relationship. So I highly recommend that book, um, Never Split the Difference. There are a few, uh, for those who are more in the tech scene, there are a few uh, uh, blogs that are very useful. There's one uh, called, uh, by a venture capitalist called David Scott, around uh, building the sales machine. So since we're talking about sales, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a very uh, insightful uh, set of uh, posts to, to help companies build their sales and marketing machine. And of course, I would uh, have to recommend that they always listen to your podcast, right, Tony? That's a given, but thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, and thank you for those resources. Once again, this is The Secret to Closing in B2B Sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. And you can find him at chilipiper.com. Nicholas, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing what Chili Piper is going to do in the future. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Hey, Success Squad. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned a lot and the insights are so valuable. How did you like it? The secret to closing in B2B sales with Nicholas Vandenberg. I thought that was really interesting how he met Steve Jobs way back then, and that inspired him to get into technology and inventing solutions. And then erratically, he went into business with John Scully, the person who fired Steve Jobs and ran Apple for about a decade. That's a great purpose that I think many of us harmonize with. He loves to create something new from scratch and get very successful at it. Sounds like most of us, I'm sure. Now that said, Nicholas has done this over and over and over again building highly successful companies from scratch and selling them. Guys, learn everything you can from Nicholas. I can only point out a few things. Get his point of view into your head and listen to this again. I really find this highly invigorating. I laugh at my spreadsheet story and it's funny that Nicholas brings up how someone once used a whiteboard to a high degree of success. This shows clearly how we need something like Chili Piper to run our business. I know I could have gotten several times more sales using what they offer. I suggest you look into that for your company as well. And it's happened to me many times. Does it happen to you? You're searching for something and you reach out to a company through their website and you get a message that someone will get back to you. And sometimes, literally, I never get contacted again. 
getting scheduled for a callback is definitely a missing link in my personal experiences. I love Nicholas's response to my asking him what makes for a great salesperson. And he brings up a great point and a very sophisticated definition in that it's the ability to identify and motivate the champion and then execute in a very disciplined way the follow-up to make sure the necessary steps are achieved to the closing line. Nine months running a company and he made it profitable? He's brilliant. His bullseye marketing strategy is pure brilliance. Have a deep think on this and see if you can leverage what you do to earn income in a similar manner. Can you implement anything like the Louis Vuitton strategy? There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Reach out to me and let me know. Now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You know that. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. You can get my vision map to help you along with the process. The free ebook is at TonyDurso.com. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. Once again, check out my shows on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. They're all designed to help you get to the next level in your business or career. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And by the way, if you have iTunes or access to any Apple device, look up my name, Tony D-U-R-S-O, and subscribe to my show. And remember, a kind review there will get you tremendous appreciation back in return. Thanks, guys. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 